Uh, good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. I'm Chris too. You are Chris too. We are finally joined on episode 49, having talked about him since episode 2. Um, we have finally actually got Chris Jones on. Um, I think people were possibly starting to get concerned that he wasn't real when he was a figment of our collective imagination. Maybe but, I am. Well, yeah. He's got impressive imagination. Yeah, if, if people can write in and let us know <laughs> whether we're just leaving a gap and there's nothing happening yeah. in some sort of weird Tyler Durden sort of moment. Um, so we have just come out of watching the original 1985 Fright Night. Um, Adam and I have seen it before... Chris too. Have you seen it before or is this your no, first viewing? No, no. It's your first viewing. And obviously it's Chris's first yeah. viewing as well. Um, uh, just so that everyone knows as well, I'm sure we'll mention it at the end of the show, but uh, next episode we will also be doing the Fright Night... No, no, next episode is our 50th anniversary, so we've got something special planned for that. <laughs> yeah, is, that is that Ruby 50th? Yeah, I think it is, yes. Yeah. Well, I should have uh, had a curry. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then the episode after that, we will be covering uh, the Fright Night remake. Um, also, there may be a little bit of background noise uh, because it's hot as balls in here, so we've had to open the window. So I do apologise. Um, yes. Now, Chris, this is a safe space. Um, there's there's no wrong here. Um, it's comfortable. We want you to feel you can say anything. So I'll let all my flatulence out at any point. Well. What I was going to say was, how many episodes of the show have you listened to? <coughs> Zero point two five. You wank bastard. That's probably better than <laughs> than most of the people not listening. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> and it is fair as well because when you said about it, I was like, "You haven't listened to a single episode." I was like, "Well, I do see him every weekend, so I'm sure the last thing on your mind on a Monday morning is." Do you I know really what? Want to listen to I haven't heard Lee talking no. bullshit for at least 42 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to have, I used to have a job where I could sit there and listen to stuff, but I don't anymore. Mm. I actually have to respond to people and talk to them. So. It's irritating, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as happens in most horrors, this is no longer a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> that time has passed. Yeah. Um, so we would normally do a what we've been watching... Um, but, uh, Adam, why Ooh. are you putting a strange Wait. face? I, I suddenly realised I could look like the monkey man from Golden Child. <laughs> <laughs> Foo. Is it? It is. Mm. Thank you very much. There you go. Um, we can ask Chris what he's been watching. We can ask Chris what he's been watching. Chris, what have you we been watching? We didn't do what we'd been watching anyway. Oh, did we not? No. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Sorry. So, just to pull back the curtain, we Better have recorded... God damn it. We've recorded our 50th episode um, earlier today, and now we are recording this one, which will go out earlier. Um, so, yeah, so we have done two back-to-back -back episodes, um, uh, and we, we will be getting confused about what we've discussed now and what we discussed then, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Definitely at least one of us will, and probably two of us. But Yeah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Um, so, yes, yeah, so let's start with you, Mr Jones. What have you been watching uh, last thing I watched was Love, Death and Robots. Mm. Not to be infused mm. with Love, Sex and Robots, which I did when I was trying to search for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you find anything up to that 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 standard of that Google search? <laughs> or? I safely found a book. That was always oh, a book that's cover. Right. A book cover. That's right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we discussed that on a previous episode. What mm. a fantastic series! It was amazing. I couldn't stop watching it. I had to. Yeah, I just kept on going until I did the whole lot. Have you watched them all? Because you yeah. messaged me last night and you said you'd I got three. three in. In. Yeah, yeah, I did the whole. That was yeah. that was pretty much my experience. I did yeah. the first three. Was forced to leave the house due to commerce, <laughs> and then yeah, when I was back in, uh, when I was back in and able to finished it off. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It was really good. Yeah. Do, do you have a favourite? Um. No, not, not a favourite as such, because there's several that stand out. I think mm. you said there was a few turkeys for you, but I thought, yeah. actually, they're all pretty good. They were, like, they were, they were twists, they were like nice twists. Mm. And, yeah. Um, and they're all good for different reasons. Um, I like I like that the first one was really good, with the um, the fighting monsters. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. good. Um, the robots, the comedy one, the second one, the robots. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that was hilarious, that was great yeah. fun. Um, yeah, and then in the farmsteads where then the big mecha robots fight yeah. aliens. That was well good. And a little twist at the end was great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I say I, I did really enjoy. I say there, there were some that I thought weren't as good as others, but on the whole, I don't think there's any I'd skip necessarily if I were to watch them back again. Yeah, so yeah. that's a good sign that it's mm. it's good variety as well. Mm. Like you say, everyone's. Got the animation styles are positives. so completely yeah. different. And oh, one of them was so photorealistic. Which one was it? It was. It was that the one when they yeah. go into hyperspace? No, no. It was the one where the woman's a pilot and she's got the unlucky um, aircraft. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, there was bits when I'm watching that, and I forgot it was CGI. Mm. Like her yeah. animation of her face, was, particularly, was just spot on. I've forgotten all about that episode, and yeah. that was a really good episode. Yeah. So, yeah. so is it like because some CGI can be done so well, but is that that's where it's all CGI? Yeah, it's, it's getting CGI. to the point where it's becoming photorealistic. Whereas when you try to mix the two together. I think a lot of mainstream movies now that they, mm. they've got it so well that you don't notice when they're using CGI yeah, or the computer effects not like the early 90s or late or mid 90s when it first came about and it was like early colour films where everything mm. was in bright colours yeah. CGI <laughs> was they're very much so CGI yeah. like you saw an eight, a tentacle monster tentacle and it's so obviously computer graphics mm. but they've gone beyond that now and they're trying to make it seamless so you can't see it you don't know it's there yeah. mm. and I think there's probably a lot more in movies that you, that's there that you don't realise mm. Yeah, you could well be right. Um, I like it with... Uh, they, they do it every now and then. I think one of the Star Wars movies did it recently. Yeah, where it shows you the like a scene before and after the work's been done. So you actually see how mm. much of it... How much is and yeah. how much isn't. And, uh, yeah. I, I rewatched Rogue One. I can't remember if we talked about this, but... And I Shelley didn't realise that um, Peter Cushing was remade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, I think for us, because it sort of stands out, but as you say, yeah, if you weren't yes. looking for it, perhaps... You it, may not have noticed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. it feels obvious once you know it, but then I wonder if you were told it for some actors, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're obviously CGI in there. Mm. Clearly a real person. Princess Leia's CGI looked better, but then it's because mm. you didn't... There was a much less. She, just stood yeah, there very still, yeah, yeah. Yeah. smiled, and that was about it, yeah. yeah. Adam, have you been watching anything? The only thing that I can really uh, think of is I finally got to watch which is sad because I bought it before he died I watched King Cohen the documentary about oh, Larry Cohen yes yeah we need to do uh, we need to do a Larry Cohen film yeah because that just I mean on a just on a humour level if anything just it was like great just proper old stories like they basically said Larry Cohen could not have made any of his films post 9-11 because of the amount of just pissing about on New York streets and yeah. filming without permission that he used to do and like there's like they're talking about um, 
because there's two the two films that I would say because I know um, not for everyone did the stuff yes which is a great film in and of itself but either God told me to or cue the winged serpent are possibly oh. the ones to sort of that we should one or the other or both even we should cover but at the start of God told me to they had um, uh, there's like a sequence where it's filming uh, well there's a sequence where it's like a uh, police parade in New York City hmm. and the act and it's Andy Kaufman the actor uh, Andy Kaufman and like comedian yeah is playing this copper in it. So they filmed it on the day of the police parade through New York, just dressed him up as a copper and shoved him in to the <laughs> middle of the crowd and just filmed him like at long shot and everything else like God, that. Oh, yeah, you couldn't do that now. Imagine well, the shit. Well, apparently, and also John Landis is on there, Joe Dante's on there because he sort of like, and Martin Scorsese sort of like knows all these filmmakers and everything and they work with him and stuff. And, hmm. Um, like cue the winged serpent apparently halfway through John Landis said he was filming trading places and they had like police involved in that mm. and suddenly the police were taken off and then he said about 45 minutes later they came back and they said what well, what's going on he said, oh, some idiot was firing a machine gun off the top of the Chrysler building and it was <laughs> Larry Cohen filming cue the winged serpent <laughs> and again yeah that's the sort of because apparently it was just like oh that was it yeah as well they said um, his like production manager said, uh, "Yeah, I said to him, right, you're firing these guns on top of the Chrysler building. The cartridge, they're blanks, but cartridges are still flying out, mm. and like the shells are still flying out and hitting the floor. People are panicking. Right, if people are panicking, film it." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the reply? That's the way. Yeah, the film's exactly. <laughs> you know, and I just thought this is yeah. So it was it was a great thing, and like I say, I mean, he passed fairly recently. I think it was only a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just that was just a great film and oddly sort of celebratory because the the documentary was made before he died, so mm. he's like he is the main storyteller in it. It's also got that lovely thing, you know, when people when you realise how much people are friends mm. by the number of other people where he'll say something and then he'll go, if he told you that, it's a damn lie. <laughs> if he tells you that, no. What we actually did was this. <laughs> I've got to say, actually, it's. Um, I was just flicking through his stuff here on uh, IMDb. Mm. Um, yeah, a phone booth. Yeah, that I need mm. to rewatch. I, I really that being need to rewatch that. Fantastically good film. Because that's the thing. He's basically if it, it's sort of there's a lot of there's a lot of sniper stuff. There's a lot of high rise mm. like New York high rises and stuff like that. Um, a kind of, but he just did like he wrote so much stuff and did stuff for TV and things like that and it's like you mentioned he, yeah. wrote, he wrote the stuff yeah, yeah. he directed it as well we yeah. had to watch it as kids because that trailer was on every VHS yes. you rented from the video store to the point that well, I think my brother got to his 12th birthday and convinced mm. our mum he could rent some videos for his birthday from yeah. the video shop and convinced that we got to watch the stuff wow and uh, yeah it was that's <laughs> a good one it is a great <laughs> movie but again and all this is just sort of like he uh, he had a mate that I mean that film he's apparently just he had a mate who was in advertising so he got him to do proper like Madison Avenue marketing strategies <laughs> for all the stuff so that's why all the adverts look correct yeah. and all the logos and the stuff's like it looks like a, properly like a product that yeah. Yeah, is on the well shelf yeah someone's thought about it and a lot of it is just yeah it's who he knew who he could steal off of and stuff like that it's great <laughs> yeah um Chris, have you done any more homework in the meantime? Yes, I'm watching Game of Thrones. 
Excellent. You can tell us more about that next week. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully I'll be finished by then. How far are you into it? Uh, season four. We're trying to do one a night. We okay. can just about fit in a, an episode. You won't be finished by think? next week, because next week was an hour and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was the bit where I was getting confused. <laughs> because... Sorry, yeah. I've jumped the timeline, and now everything... Oh, but funnily enough, I watched a really good time travel movie uh, last weekend. So... It fits. That ties into it. It was called... Uh, Mega Time Squad. Oh, good. Oh, brilliant. Arrow really. Films release are releasing it. I'll I get hold yeah. of it. Honestly, oh, right. cool. It is so funny. New Zealand, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's one of the guys from. So he plays. Oh, I can't remember his name. He's the of the three vampires in um, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. He's the young guy. Is it? Dexter or Declan or oh what the the bloke they turn in the no, film no oh. no he's the he's the, he's the one who hates him oh yes okay um, yeah I know what you mean yeah yeah so he plays the head of a gang um and it's just it's it's amazingly funny but yeah sorry and it's yeah it's, it's the same it's the reason you separate yourself from the space time continuum as well uh, yes <laughs> precisely yeah we've done this in honour of that film. Um, Lee stepped into the quantum leap accelerator <laughs> and vanished, <laughs> hoping that all of his leaps will be the leap home. <laughs> oh, and also what Double Day as well, um, which wasn't as good, unfortunately. Um, it's a British low-budget movie. A guy's about to turn 30, uh, hasn't lost his virginity. His friend, who's a big mouth dickhead, basically makes it his job sorry makes it his job to get him to lose his virginity and he's got three days to do it or something um it was it was a really good concept some of the comedy landed some of it didn't unfortunately um but there's more to the story than the trailer tells which is so unusual nowadays so i I definitely give it props for that it held back a massive part of the story so that if you'd seen the trailer, it wasn't effectively everything that you needed to know. So, uh, so is that yeah. better when than when you just say it was fine? Yes, it was better than fine. But I just it was one of those. It it was definitely a comedy over a horror. Um, but yeah, the comedy landed fifty, and there were some scenes that went on way too long and just got really uncomfortable mm. and weird. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a fun film and. I would possibly watch it again. So there we go. <laughs> and do now, do you think you'll be uh, finished? Catch up before the new season finishes again? Well, that's, so that yeah, that's the aim we're hoping to. Uh, so I you've quite got calculated it, but I guess these are coming out once a week, aren't they? Yeah, you've got season. seven weeks should, as of Monday. Well, so if we do one a night, then we should manage it because it's yeah, you, halfway through four. I think okay, so yeah, so you're a decent chunk of yeah, the way through. I think see, I think yeah, because I think the the this is a short season and the previous season was mm, short. Okay. So, and incidentally, at that point, that's when you notice how quickly you get everywhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned took me, that. Yeah, it took me whole series to get yeah. there just last week. I just popped down there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying, it's one of those great things as well where there's so much happening that you completely forget. So, like the mm. White Walkers. Yeah. Forgot all about them. It and seemed then, like it was going to be big, and then yeah, and then it kind of got so, and you forget all about because yeah. they're not mentioned for about ten episodes, and all of a sudden you go, 
oh shit, yeah, there's a massive hold of zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that, that's why when I mentioned them on the last episode, and I thought, this is actually seeming like relevant homework now, but then now they've gone, it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem that horrible. <laughs> yeah. oh, don't worry, there's, there's plenty of, yeah. like, there's pagans, there's cannibals. Every so often you get some. Like, there's a lot less nudity in the main cast as they renegotiate their contracts uh, as the series yeah. has gone on. Right. They have, get, they have to get an extras for that now. Yeah. I do remember you saying it with the first season. So when the first season had finished, you said to me, oh, you need to watch it. It's really good. There's a lot of nudity, but it's really good. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think the problem, I think why it took me so long to watch it is I thought it was more fantasy than it mm. was. Mm. Like, it feels quite... They seem to have taken elements from lots of genres, mm. I think. It's basically so, a, it's a political genre. Yeah, it's political. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the main what, bit, yeah. yeah. I think that's why the first series is still my favourite. Because mm. that's the that's the one where all the magic is mythical. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the past and yeah. shit that did happen. But now it's just horrible people being horrible to each other, <laughs> which is like, well, that just feels like every day. It's it's nicer when they're teasing it and it's like they're on the peripheries yeah. and mm. imaginations filling in the, in the blanks than probably necessarily seeing it. I thought that's always been more effective. Mm. Yeah, great show. So uh, I'm keen to see how that finishes. Um. So, for the main event of the evening, um, we've got the cover up in front yeah, of us. Yeah, I was going to say that, even though, even though I've never seen it, I've seen the cover countless times. Yeah. I was going to say that, it's iconic, isn't yeah. it? You just walk in really the store, you'd see yeah. it, always there. Yeah. It is a beautiful piece of artwork, mm. back when yeah, they would do a painting for a, a movie, rather than just mm. Photoshop something together, it's just Phenomenal. I presume that's meant to be the the young lady who uh, gets turned. Yeah. Yes. Ends up with a big mouth. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm assuming that's where we were saying about there was a body, uh, like the possibly a different actress. Mm. Is did they have someone doing a turned version of Amy? Because there was a lot. Because yeah. it was a more physical role, yeah, essentially, yeah. and there was a lot more going on. But so ironically, she was just laying on the floor, <laughs> shivering at the mm. time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking scheduling conflict. Probably. Because she was in um, Married with Children. Children at the time, wasn't she? Yes. So maybe it was... Well, apparently that's the reason she couldn't do the second one. Because um, we'll get that out now. There is a second one. Yeah. Lee's watched it. He said it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's, very, it's, it's more 80s. It goes totally into that, like, there's a roller skating vampire. More 80s? <laughs> Did you see 80s. Chris Sarandon's fucking outfits? I know. I know. <laughs> Um, a jacket you can fucking hang glide in. Yeah, and, and all those sweaters, like all the mm. chunky knit sweaters. And the dentist's the outfit at the end. That was just <laughs> weird. Like, yeah. Oh, you've come dressed as Kim Jong-un. Well <laughs> I noticed it as well, yeah. This time he had a, a roll neck on underneath a chunky sweater, which is just a look that personifies that decade. He feels the cold. That's what it is. Well, he is a vampire. It's part. Yeah, it's, part it's part of the list. You know, <laughs> he likes his fruit as well. He did. Yes. yes. Now, I was wondering about that. Were they blood, blood oranges? fucking kill me now. I thought they were all apples. <laughs> they were not. They were. Yeah. Sorry. It's just they don't have blood apples. No. I've had blood apples, but that's a, a euphemistic term he for hemorrhoids. He did have an orange yeah, while he was on the phone. Yeah. While he was on the phone to Peter Vincent. Ah. Um. Yeah, no, because so, that was always the thing with vampires, where it's they can't. They can't it, that, eat. That, that's yeah, a grey area where it's they can't eat or they just don't take it down. Yeah, 
and yeah maybe Chris Sheldon had it in his contract that he had to have fruit like 50 times a day like uh, <laughs> rider was, he's yeah. long, two steps away from his rider the whole time <laughs> it, it was how he drew attention that's what it was he was just fiddling with fruit all the time so that people weren't watching anyone else <laughs> which brings me to the Renfield figure um, Dan is it Dan the the guy who's with Billy Cole is that the guy's name or is are you talking about the one who helps him yeah his assistant yes so I was wondering what he is yeah I, yeah. I had the same question because yeah. obviously he's not a vampire because he mm. walks around during the day as Peter Vincent told us but then they shoot him in the head and he's back and then they shoot him a lot more and he's back but then they stake him and he dies yeah. he melts into yeah. a green goo yes now I was also going to say that I think this should be watched just you know if only for the monster scenes where There's they some die good, good monsters That's, in this yeah, yeah. I like big, right, I like big Billy Cole. I like big headed vampires as well <laughs> where it's like, you, do you know what I mean where it's like it's just no we've got to put makeup on you so you're going to get you're going to end up with a big head <laughs> it's like um, uh, child stars you know where they, where they keep the face mm. but the, the head, head gets, gets bigger big, yeah. but not the face so they just look like in a big meat wrapper of a head <laughs> the guy from the sixth sense I'm looking at you but yeah so I love that sort of it's like um, from Dust Till Dawn has it as well where it's like mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino's already got a big fucking bobbly head <laughs> and then you make him into a vampire it's fucking enormous it's like Frank Sidebottom it's like a bobblehead yeah <laughs> Quentin Tarantino bobblehead <laughs> I've got to say I'd forgotten just how maniacal yeah the Billy Cole character is it's just that very first part where he's painting the windows yeah and you see obviously um, uh, Charlie's outside mm. and all of a sudden he just pops up and he's just got that big stupid grin on his face mm. hey kid what are you doing yeah and he's just laughing at him in that kind of I don't know menacing but trying not to be well it's like the old school Renfield isn't it where it's the yeah. like lunatic asylum Renfield I suppose it's just he's a bit sort of. Uh, so is it? Is he meant to be a Renfield? Is he meant sure. to be a pseudo vampire? Is he meant to be you know one of those underlings where they keep them and they yeah and they're just so, kind of like just hanging on to life and like get kept on the promise rat. sort of yeah, thing. yeah. get thrown your rat like the weird uh, like the weird succession that you get the idea of in uh, let the right one in yes but they were always like gay lovers at some point when they're looking mm. at each other I know it was the 80s and it was yeah. just, just the way that men used to look at I each mean, other on film I, I mean I don't want to jump on each other I don't want to jump ahead to the remake because obviously we will be covering that but I think that's one of the more significant changes it was like right he is not having yeah, yeah. a roommate you know, <laughs> he ain't looking gay not on my watch nah and they did word it as that as well yeah. are, are you mm. Jerry Dandridge no I'm his roommate I'm yeah. his Roommate, <laughs> why did you pause? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it did feel very strange, college dorm. But yeah, um, um, Roddy McDowell, obviously, as uh, Peter Vincent. Yeah, and I'm imagining that that name is part of Peter Cushing and part of Vincent Price. Bang on, it's exactly that. I... And actually, Vincent Price they, was the original choice <gasps> to do it. Uh, Vincent Price at the time though was blanket not taking horror work mm. I mean it's a weird time for, it's like what so 50s 60s 70s just the lot yeah mm. anything but, but then it hits the 80s and it's like you know what I'm worried about being typecast now <laughs> really now but um, yeah so he turned it down but I did 
I did see they um, apparently they met like Roddy McDowell and the director like ended up being like just really good mates. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland, the director, sorry, and um, yeah, they went to a party and Vincent Price was there and Vincent Price was like, "No, I'm actually, I thought it was good. I'm very disappointed that I didn't take the role." Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, I thought Roddy McDowell was doing his very best Vincent Price impression when yeah. we first saw him. The movie within the movie on the TV yeah. screen in the yeah. first scenes, and it's very his like the blood hit in the face and the just yeah. slight grimace <laughs> is very Peter Cushion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh yeah. Tom Holland and Roddy McDowell met him at dinner party. He said the film was wonderful, and he thought Roddy did a wonderful job. But mind you, if the geezer's standing there, you're not going to slay him, are you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Didn't we discuss this before? We've oh, yes. Where he said to somebody about his singing, he said, well, you can't fucking act. Yes. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> or, or even, what was it, Witchfinder General, where he said to the director, I've been in over, I've been in like over a hundred, I've been in over a hundred films and I think I know what I'm doing. How many have you done? And he said, two good ones. <laughs> like, that was the, and after that Vincent Price was fine with him I think he was like no you're a bit back well done mate he's up for the crap I don't know actually much about Vincent Price have you guys done a Vincent Price special I could listen to we oh, did um, we were discussing it so we covered um, uh, Tales, Tales of Terror, of Terror um, and it's our longest episode at 2 hours and 10 minutes because it was discussing Vincent Price Peter Lowry Roger Corman Edgar Allan Poe yeah. um, and we couldn't stop talking <laughs> we just kept going and going so it's double the length of any other episode yeah but, um, we had a lot on Vincent there and... but we have no regrets no none whatsoever <laughs> but I th- yeah he sounds like quite the character oh, oh yeah god he is genius man genius but I think yeah so because that was my assumption as well is I was just that's the reason I looked it up almost was just like Peter Vincent it's got to be in it yeah <laughs> you know when you're doing because that's something that I think is nice for you to come to it because this is like at this point is because it in a weird way the 80s is the start of reflecting back on what's gone before Mm. in terms of people who grew up watching earlier stuff are getting into actually making the films and stuff like that and now that seems particularly relevant because they were playing older films within this film Mm. Where he's obviously just like a sort of a, a sort of horror host, but presumably formally a star because he's, yeah. there's, he's showing his own films essentially. Mm. I did my best not oh, to think of Gremlins too. Yeah, oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, that he's totally cool. he's got the same. Yeah, yeah. So did you say they, these were they were real films being shown on the TV? Or, but the first one, it, no, it seemed odd because the stakes seemed to be the one way around when he went to. Yes, he yes. did. It was obviously a, an intentional fluff, yeah. just as part of that to add to to show how bad the movies were. Where they mm. would just they would just print them. And that's it. They, yeah, no just retakes. Make the mistakes yeah. in, and it'll be fine. Because they're just doing it like cheap and on the quick and everything. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, then after that was an actual uh, Christopher Lee mm. movie, and then after that they went back to another one that wasn't real again because it had Roddy McDowell in it, had yeah. Peter Vincent. Because um, I think Roddy McDowell was not Roddy McDowell wasn't that old when he did this, mm. but he'd played like he he said that was the thing he quite liked about it is that he got to play um, like various ages so when he's in the films he's when he was doing the films he's the age that Roddy McDowell was when he was making it mm. and then he's made up to be Peter Vincent in his sort of 60s yeah 
and but yeah I think yeah it's just again yeah I think it is just, and especially when you've got a vampire who's clearly not that old school yeah in a weird way He's like Chris Chris Aaron's just clearly sort of like just embraced like the longevity of it mm. so it's like no I'll just be whatever's now yeah Rather than sort still of, walking around in his Victorian garb. Yeah, he isn't. He's not sort of like fopping it up or trying to sort of. Yeah. But does anyone know what Roddy McDowell actually looks like in real life? Because he's got makeup on in every role he's doing. I he's think got some latex on and everything. I think actually the only role that he doesn't wear any uh, makeup was uh, the black hole. So actually, he's a little grey robot with big red goggly <laughs> eyes, <laughs> and that's really what Roddy McDowell looks like. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Sarandon in this is, he is just so charismatic and so stylish all the way through. Man crush. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe to a degree, I'm willing to admit that. Um, so yeah. so now there's a job going as his acolyte. <laughs> You're in, are you? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. But does Peeling it mean his I but does it mean I have to turn to green goo and sand mm. at the end? Which and I did make a note of that myself. Actually, you're saying about that, like everybody dies differently. Yeah, yeah. So the way that evil dies, mm. and the way that uh, Billy dies, and the way that Chris Sarandon dies, it, uh, they're all very different, Pe- deaths. peculiar to themselves. Yeah. Mm. And actually, they have that thing again. There's a there's a lot of this. This and the Lost Boys, I feel, really are what feeds into the vampire sort of stuff. Like vamp- the, how vampirism is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is this and the Lost Boys. Yeah. But I do think that there's an. It's like. Because in Buffy they had this weird thing where basically the animal. They sort of personified animals in a weird way. So some of them were more reptilian or some of them were more. Like there was one that had that had grown trotters and was basically a pig, hmm. and it's similarly with this is that they're all different takes on vampires. Ed doesn't look like Amy as a vampire, doesn't look like yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jerry as a vampire. So they're all sort of again, it's like there's it's like cats almost, you know, where it's like oh well, they've had a tortoiseshell, a ginger, and a yeah, you know, patchwork cat and whatever like that. That there's no sort of linearness to it it's not like a a strict set of what you become you sort of end up personified in different ways do you think that was intentional or do you think it was driven by the effects they had available the budget for I think I think it's probably within this I think it's driven by effects rather than we've got one team doing this effect we've got another team doing that effect and they're imagining it in their own ways because they're wanting to work on it at the same time they're producing exactly yeah but somehow it feels right it seems correct yeah. yeah So, so, so Jerry Dandridge, when he changes, becomes slightly more what you'd expect from a vampire. Like he ages, mm. he looks like Evil Ed just turns into a, a horrible sort of caricature of himself. He's she like a goblin becomes almost. Like a little punky, sexy. Yeah. punky vampire, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, she becomes kind of super sexy, and all her hair grows out. And yeah, but that's that's a given. That's yeah. that's, that's vampire <laughs> well, women. We all know this. Yeah, they're way yeah. hotter than any other women. Well, it's not that. It's just I think that this is this is where Hammer leads you down a path in life, <laughs> where you're like, "All oh, right, vampirism equals nympho." Okay, <laughs> right. I've sold. Yeah, I've worked that out. Okay, <laughs> right. Let's go down the electric ball. Um, something I did see in this that I've obviously I've 
it's probably the eighth time, I guess, six to eight times I've probably seen this movie. Um, I didn't remember that Jerry gives him the opportunity. So when he goes into Charlie's bedroom and he does say to him, look, mm. if you forget about me, I'll forget about you and this can all just end. Yeah, everyone can walk away. Why does he not take that? Like, So why does Jerry offer him that? What's I suppose because he's got nothing to gain because he's only drawing attention attention to himself by killing him. Mm. So the best thing for him, in his eyes is, look, I won't kill you, I won't kill your mum, but you just need to stand off and just let me do what I'm going to do. Because hasn't he already by that point told people that he thinks he's got a vampire? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If he dies, it's, it's, it, looks, yeah. it looks a bit suspicious. Mm. I think also... But then also, I... I, I in, you know, if I was being offered that by Jerry, I'd have to say, "Well, look, mate, we've got to talk about this. Cover your coffin with a fucking tarpaulin and pull the blinds." <laughs> I wouldn't have been any <laughs> the wiser. <laughs> You've brought all this on yourself. Yeah. it's your own stupid. You know, it's your own bloody exhibitionist weirdo. <laughs> That's what it is, mate. <laughs> um, I say, and again, the amount of times I've seen it, this is the first time I noticed the scene. I noticed it twice this mm. time. Uh, the scene when Jerry enters the house and is in the mum's bedroom and he walks past the... Excuse me. Too much beer. Um, walks past the full-length mirror um, and, they've, as we were saying, they've obviously made a complete replica of the room on the other side Yeah. because he walks along the mirror, opens the door, walks through it and closes it and in the mirror he has no reflection. And he was, I was thinking, why is he walking so slowly out the room? And then you mentioned the mirror, and he's like, oh, oh, oh that's yeah. why. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on that shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they did it in the nightclub as well. Uh, yes. There's a point where he's walking towards the mirror, and you can see everybody else, and he mm. walks straight past them. But with the, with the bedroom scene, like the nightclub scene, you could see the mirror was at a different it was angle, an angle, so he yeah. wouldn't have shown yeah. it anyway. But the bedroom scene, the, the mirror didn't look like it was an angle. It looked like he should have been shut up in it. Yeah. So they did yeah. really good work to make it look like the mirror wasn't facing a different direction. Yeah. And the door opens at the same time as well, doesn't yeah. it? So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of gone in, has gone into that shot mm. for something that I didn't see on the first half a dozen watches. Mm. And I was going to say, and you've watched it a lot, haven't you? So, <laughs> but again, we were saying about with that. That's that's shit that you've got to put into that. Mm. That isn't just a case of oh, we'll, we'll just we'll put up a uh, we just put up a green plaque, yeah, and then we put the mirror in afterwards or mm. anything along those lines. It is yeah, just like they've obviously built a skew with mirror that if you show it the right angle, looks like it's straight, but actually yeah. is because like the nightclub where she was dancing with him. They're showing like she's looking in the mirrors and she's dancing on her own, but clearly, obviously, they've just shot it in a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, and they've done it twice. Yeah, because yeah. obviously, it was a limited budget. Like there was no neighbours in the entire street. Yeah, any mm. any time during the entire film. So it was they, they've done a lot with a very limited budget. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a surprisingly small cast. You know, when because that was the thing when I looked at, it, especially like compared to the remake, there's probably like double the number of people. And again, it's mainly people who are getting credited for being in the nightclubs and stuff like that or whatever's going on. Yeah, you're right. There's there seems like to be a theme in, theme in vampire movies from the 80s where there's no one in towns or these like industrial areas and apart from nightclubs where everyone's hanging out yeah. and there's no one else <laughs> on the streets whatsoever. I was saying, uh, I'm thinking um, of Vamp. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. See, now that's what the second film feels like. It feels more like Vamp. It's oh, all right, very okay. high-rise, New York, 80s, oh, stylized. Okay. Because yeah, because because um, Tom Holland couldn't do the second one because he was doing Child's Play. Yes. So, um, and also thinner, which got a mention in the oh. next episode yes. because of Stephen King and his 
law of diminishing returns. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently he couldn't. He, so he couldn't do that. But obviously, um, Brewster and uh, Peter Vincent are mm. are in it, aren't they? And it's Roddy, yes. it's the same actors as Roddy McDowell and yeah. William Ragsdale. Yes. The apparently they wanted to do like Roddy McDowell just was obsessed with Peter Vincent. He just really liked playing the character, so he oh, wanted really? to do a third one. Um, and then uh, basically the heads of the studio. Have you ever heard of a case the Men- Menendez brothers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the heads of the studio were their parents who they murdered. Oh, like I think it was like Colorco Studios or something like that it was one of the production companies, and pe- basically, Ronnie McDowell had set up a meeting with them and him and Tom Holland to go in and say, right, we really want to do Fright Night Three. Tom's back on board, you know, he really wants to do it and everything else like that. And then just before the meeting was when they got murdered by their kids. So those pair of pricks. Yep, and remember, not just pricks, tennis playing pricks. Entitled tennis playing pricks took Fright Night 3 away from us. Yeah, they stole it from you, Lee. Hunt them down. I, I will. I will. But um, but apparently, uh, Tom Holland has said that he would want to do a Fright Night... F- a f- Fright Night 3. Yeah. Easy for you to say. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not with these teeth in. Um, yeah, Lee, do we have to wear vampire teeth for the whole of this fucking episode? Because <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Can't see it. It doesn't matter if you can see it. It will permeate the text. It's like, it's like having to be in full drag. What the hell, <laughs> man? Yeah, you didn't need to do that. No. He didn't ask me, to, in fairness. <laughs> I've just come from the other one, you know. But um, apparently, yeah, he the the rights revert back to Tom Holland after, like, whether they were sold on for, like, the remake and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the rights revert back to him this year. Ooh. So, But that said, I mean, I don't know. Who do you get to be Roddy McDowell? Because if you're going to have Peter Vincent in it again, which is presumably what he would want, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The only person I could think of was uh, weirdly Derek Jacobi. I think he's got the right level of sort of fastidious mm. sort of fussiness about him that he yeah. can play it really well. Yeah. Or that might just be because I've been watching a hell of a lot of In the Night Garden. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sitting there all the way thinking, "Who's Roddy McDowell? Sound? That sounds like Derek Jacobi." Yeah. <laughs> they look too dissimilar as well when Roddy McDowell's got all the makeup. On. Yeah. And I think, well, actually, I mean, um, uh, he'd now be, he'd now be the right sort of age. That said, it depends on whether they're going to age up uh, Brewster or not. Jeffrey Combs, I would mm. put Jeffrey Combs in. Actually, as... he would be fucking good. <laughs> yes, as anything. Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Anything. Jeffrey anything Combs, whoever he wants to be. <laughs> I, I, Lee's booking Jeffrey Combs as the man who sits in front of him in the cinema and blows off <laughs> <laughs> frequently and without due forethought the character normally played by Adam yes <laughs> and I love it <laughs> now we've obviously both been aware of this Lee Evil Ed I, I, now I would like to point out that I don't I don't just know this no. I, I have heard it because I listened to another podcast that covered this movie because I love it so much, yeah. it's not something I've come into contact with in my day-to-day so life. So you've not literally come across this information. <laughs> okay. So, Evil Ed, played by Stephen Jeffries, who is also like, in other films. He, I will have to say this, New Terminal Hotel. Yes. Do you remember we saw it at Gorefest? We did. 
And because you spent the whole time going, I fucking know who it is. I fucking yeah. know. And it was Eve Led. And that is a film that really deserves a lot more love, especially because nowadays, boy, would it be seen as prescient because it's basically. Eve, he, he, Jeffrey um, Steve Jeffries plays a guy who is a writer in LA who holds himself up in like a sort of <coughs> dead end town hotel kidnaps the producer who raped and essentially killed his, his girlfriend and then just slowly tortures him over the course of a couple of <laughs> a few weeks and basically uh, packs him in ice cuts him about drugs him so he can't do anything about it and it's just this big fat sweaty arsehole and it's like god this is really prescient now uh, post Weinstein it would be like that's what you've done this film about and, but no it was like 2010 or whatever um, Corey Haynes last movie yeah. as well I believe apparently he's, he's only in it because he was going out with uh, Tiffany Shepherds at the time oh. so he came to the set and said oh is there any roles for me and he said well no but we'll write you one which is why he's kind of an odd moment where he just talks to him in a bar doesn't he yeah but yeah, but he's really fucking good in that. Yeah, he really was in that. But he's also hoax in nine. Oh, nine seven nine, seven, six, six evil. evil uh, the, the directed by Robert Engelman. Yeah. Yes. I and do have it up there. And apparently he was doing that. That's why he's not in Fright Night Two. Ah, okay. Other than Evil Ed's dead, yes. presumably. But isn't that what? Who's that? But it was end. his laugh at the yeah. end. So yes, that's true. Yeah, so well, maybe that was where they were going to go with that. I don't know. But yeah, Evil Ed's. He's going to go uh, so cool, Brewster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, no, it is meant to be him at the end, yeah. and it's sort of yeah. After the fact that he's dead on the floor and conveyed yeah. back to human. Well, I can honestly say it's not the. It's not, it won't be the last time that he's lying on the floor covered in liquid. <laughs> um, because he's also a hardcore gay porn actor. I was going to say that's his secondary career, was it? Under yeah. the aliases Sam Ritter and Stephen Bordeaux. Yeah. Would you like a selection of film titles? Because they're all on IMDb. Go on then. The Cockpit, <laughs> Mechanics by Day, Lube Job by Night. <laughs> And bi is spelt B-I in those. <laughs> uh, Transsexual Prostitutes 1 and 2. <laughs> Butt Blazer. And Semen Training Day. Uh, Interesting. Quality titles. Now, is he gay or does he just pay for gay, gay for pay? I'm not sure. I think... I I don't know, to be honest. I assume he was hard, gay. Hard times in the late, early 90s and... And there was a cocaine habit I, I don't, I've not seen the films. I don't know I'm how hard the times were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may it may have just been it was a direction he ended up going in, or he just wasn't getting the work. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. But do you know what? I've been out of work. I've never. Decided I, to I do. wouldn't. Yeah, I think you I'll, definitely I'll, need to be that way inclined. Yeah, but if work. Chris yeah. Saradon gave you the call, you'd be there in a shop. Oh yeah, but it's yeah, Chris Saradon. Yeah, but also, <laughs> yeah, but also, what's the unique selling point of you doing gay punk? You know, you can sell gay punk saying it's got Evil Ed from Fright Night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and people will go. Okay, <laughs> you know that's that's put it up in the pile. So what you're saying is you don't think that it's gem- the people who watch this aren't generally people who would watch gay porn. Oh no, I think they you, are. You but, think but I think the that, selling that, point is there must be a Venn diagram, you know, <laughs> somewhere. Fright, Fright Night fans who also like gay porn, or even just the morbidly fascinated. <laughs> I can buy that. People yeah. are so so much into their horror. Yeah, that they watch everything by anyone who's ever been well, in a movie they've seen. Well, I'm tempted to search for it now. <laughs> <laughs> so only if he laughs like he does in this. <laughs> God, that'd be a point. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Italian. Yeah. Um, yeah, 976 Evil. Have you not seen that? Ever? No. It is no. an Is that the one where you movie. ring the number? Yes. No, I remember being told about it in junior school. I think I think when it came out, because it was Robert Englund had written and mm. directed it, I think it got a lot of publicity and sort of went out quite well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't terribly well received. Is this a movie though? When you ring a number, it tells you you're going to die or something, or you've got yeah, seven days to yeah, live and that sort pretty, of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, and he rings the number and he plays pretty much the same character in it. He's always oh, right, bullied okay. and he's hard done by. And he lives with his cousin who is super cool and he wants to go out with his cousin's girlfriend. Yeah, and he phones this number and they basically. He gets possessed by the devil and then he's suddenly got loads of power and charisma and yeah. but he's, he's still just a little turd and this that's the problem it's got it has got that problem where nobody in it is a good character everybody in it is a shitbag mm. so you yeah. don't really root for anybody so you don't really care and that's the I think as I remember that's the main problem with it yeah um, but yeah I haven't seen it in a long time so. I think actually that's something that they do really well in this is um, well actually I think they do it well with Ed I think it's a bit much with uh, it's a bit much with Amy where yeah. it's like sort of like you know it's like well we've we're going back to we're going back to school disco here if fingering you on the dance floor is all that needs to happen <laughs> but sort of with Ed where it's like right no I can offer you this and you won't be picked on you won't be bullied you won't be you know what I mean I think mm. it's an interesting thing that they can do you know it's several levels of it's several types of seduction mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual thing. one mm. where it's like sort of no I can offer you this infinite power and it's like being able to pinpoint and even with even with the deal that he tries to make with um, Brewster mm. it's kind of along the lines of look you leave well alone and I'll leave well alone yeah it's say, which is not, what he wants it would have been a bit more hard hitting had they developed his <coughs> character a bit more and yeah, you know, and yeah. It looked like he was bullied it was just kind of <coughs> it did, until he said that you're like oh retrospectively maybe he is a bit of a weirdo yeah. at yeah. school but He's almost bullying Brewster at school yeah. at some yeah. point, so he doesn't. Because really you don't, see, yeah, I don't think you see enough of their school life to get that at, before, like you say, before that sort of point. So I was employing the five extras to walk around them in different, yeah. Yeah, stand in different places <laughs> as the cameras yeah. are rolling. Right, there's thirty rucksacks. There's five of you. <laughs> Swap them out. <laughs> but this is the other thing as well that, yeah. So not only does he give. Um, Charlie the chance to walk away again with Ed he could have just attacked him and turned him but he didn't he gave him the opportunity to choose it so mm. actually Jerry Dandridge isn't a terrible well, I think maybe if apart you, from the prostitutes I think I, if, what I got from that was if he wants to turn someone they have to want it otherwise yeah. he just eats and feeds them yeah, yeah. so for to turn him he had to offer him and he had to willingly be a participant mm. I also I also quite like how childish it sort of is where it's like, right, I'm going to smash your car up. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're a vampire. You've just yeah. torn this place to shreds, you know, and killed everyone within and that, it. And like, that was the most horrific thing in the entire yeah. movie, let's face it. Smashing <laughs> up that Mustang. Lovely Mustang. What a bastard. <laughs> but it's almost, I like that sort of, that he's almost quite amused by it. Mm. It was so horrific they couldn't even show it on camera. No, it's not <laughs> bad it was. No, I think that was definitely a budgetary constraint. <laughs> it's like you were asking about with the primer and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, they're meant to be doing it up. No. No, I think that was the best the Mustang best they could get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, there's something about this film that I just, 
I don't know. I just find it so easily rewatchable, mm. um, and it feels so short as well. For an hour and forty-five, it doesn't feel like it goes on that long. Like a, a lot happens, and it's quite it's quite fast-paced. And I, yeah. I think it's a good all-rounder. Mm. I don't yeah. think it, it's, mm. it, it's got some really good things. Some of the effects are really good. I don't think it's the best at anything, but it's good a good all-rounder. It's mm. got a bit of everything in it. Yeah, it is funny. It is scary in the right places or jumpy in the yeah. right places and like you say the effects are pretty damn good because you'd rather let's face it you could have had like the cast of Ben Hur but if you're just sitting there with a set of plastic fangs it's not really cutting it is it yeah. <laughs> we built up his backstory so amazing yeah but the vampire was really shit yeah so. yeah I do, and again I do think they just got it right which but to be honest, as you'll see when we do the remake, mm. uh, have you seen the remake, Adam? We saw it at the cinema, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were. You were with me, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I felt... Farting. I was in front of you, farting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I felt that it was... Although the original was so good, I liked the remake in a very different way because they'd taken the core concept and made an entirely different film. So it wasn't like a... Almost like a shot-for-shot, shot, character-for-character. It's just... There's this guy, his neighbour's a vampire, he's going to get this famous celebrity to come and help him vanquish it. And, and other than that, it is an entirely different movie, and I, I really liked that about it. I think I think there are... I think there's a, there's, there's a lot that remains the same, and it's not just character names, you know. It's, but like you say, they, they do they do change enough around significantly. Some of it for the better, some of it not for the better, I think. But yeah. it's sort of like... it's. But again, even that might be just questions of taste rather than... Yeah, you know, quality, mm. sort of, you know, for whatever, whatever happens, you're going to sell me on Peter Cushing or Chris or Vincent Price being harangued out of retirement to actually genuinely kill monsters. Yeah, it feels like my name is Bruce or yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was it, Galaxy Quest or whatever like that. You know, it's just sort of like, oh no, no, I, 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 I killed them in films. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a more. Ex- Focusing on that is a more exciting premise for me. I'd, I'd find that's a more interesting movie where it was focused on the main character was was the guy who you know being pulled out of retirement to go and find. Him. The bit where the kid's banging on the window of the car and he's trying to get into it, and I was sitting there thinking, imagine you showing it from the other guy's perspective. Yeah, he, he looks like a raving nutter banging on the window. Yeah, and yeah, you, you often get that where you at the start of a movie, someone not not being listened to and trying to yeah. warn the town, and they're banging mm. on the window, and you see it from the other person's perspective. Yeah, versus this nutter banging on the car, and you know I could have seen that how it could have easily flipped, and it could have been like you mm. know the, the act, Peter Vincent's character seeing this person trying to convince him to come and do this crazy thing. That would have been an interesting take actually if they'd have got if they'd have gone from that point. Yeah, from yeah. when you, like you're you're with Peter Vincent first. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that would have been very interesting, mm. especially because at that point, it's also just I think, like Roddy McDowell does just does it so convincingly because it mm. is, it's kind of it's kind of a weird three sixty, but it isn't because if you've been enough, you've been in the films and everything else like that, mm. and then to suddenly clock and it's like, shit, he actually is a vampire, mm. but also with the right level of. That's fucking terrifying, yeah. you know. And sort of, he's he is genuinely scared, and it's like, you know, he gets bolstered up by killing Ed, essentially, or accidentally killing Ed. But I do like, as you said, and I do like that the fact that he's 
he does say at one point, he's like, oh, but it's, it's okay, because everything's happening the way it would in the film. Yes. So it's his, mm. I have no idea mm. about what really works, I just know the movies I've seen. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I think that was a really... He was almost like a washed-up alcoholic actor. Yeah. Of that, you've seen him ever have a drink. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that would have been. Yeah, all that's missing is the hip flask. Just yeah. like running out of the building. Stop. <laughs> oh. Well, I've never seen anything like that since the Screaming Skull. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see that. See, mm. like a, you know, washed up horror movie. Then being what everything he's been trying to make a living out of, then suddenly becomes real. I'm sure there's movies like the bit like that. Do you know what this? What? Um, as we said, well, my name is Bruce. But yeah, thinking about it, why has nobody ever done that? Why has nobody ever taken a film? And remade it, and just flipped from, from perspective. Yeah. perspective yeah. Yeah. So you're going to see exactly the same film, but from this other character's frame. That's a brilliant idea. I can't believe nobody's done that. Do you know what they should have done that with? In fact, every remake, but <laughs> particularly um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's just a lovely day at the Cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> And then a bunch of fucking teenagers turn up, and it's like, where the fuck are they all coming from? This is fucking madness. He, he wakes up, washes his mask. Yeah, it's all yeah. nice. Puts his mask on. Holds it up. Noisy, it's nice and soft. Some noisy prick just comes in your house <laughs> and starts rooting around in, well, your in the middle of a barbecue, room. having yeah. a nice family barbecue. Yeah, and then starts screaming about your furniture. Yeah, I'd hang you from a meter as well. You exactly. Be. You know, that's the that's the sort of ones you want to go for. <laughs> the thing. I actually no seriously. I listened to. Um, Oh, I can't remember what it was, but I was listening to the podcast and they did. Um, it's like a, one that does sci-fi short stories and things like that. Mm. And they, uh, a guy wrote the thing from the thing's perspective. Isn't that the Red Dwarf episode polymorph? It's a bit like that. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> but it was no, it was really, really good because it was like the thing not quite understanding what was going on, mm. but also not being able to understand the concept of individuals. Because it's like a multi-part animal that can split off and be other yeah. things, it couldn't quite work out why everyone was not doing the same thing. Yeah, and it was like, but you're all, you're all the, you're all these the things. Thing. You're yeah. all this human thing. You're all this earthly. I'm getting flashbacks to last night watching Love, Death, and Robots now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what we'll do. We'll just come up with a series of. Series of films like that. Maniac from the perspective of Tom Savini when he gets his head shot. <laughs> <laughs> Short film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just sitting there, it's like, I've pulled Carolyn Monroe. Who's that? <laughs> um Yes, so 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 nobody's seen the, the second the, the follow up to this. Oh, I've not seen the sequel or remake. The sequel. So I've not seen the sequel, no. Yeah. And so, as you mentioned earlier, so there is a sequel to the remake as well. Yes. Which was suitably ghastly. Oh, really? Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I was there waiting for it on release day to to buy my download of it. And uh, it was so boring. I, started, I have a beard now. I didn't always. And it was so boring. I literally got so bored. I paused it and went and had a shave halfway through. Because I was touching my face and I was like, oh, I need a shave. And I was like, well, this isn't holding my attention. And I stopped mid-film to go and have a shave. Wow. So, so rather than being a sequel to the remake, it was a remake of the sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that, that seems to be, that's in keeping. It's like, right, we've, we've remade this film. All right, are you going to do a sequel? Yeah, we'll make it shit like the original. <laughs> <laughs> like the original part two. But there is, and you, you mentioned it earlier, actually, Chris, but there is a... Uh, Indian remake unofficial 
called Kalpana House from 1989. Oh. Which is it's basically the same film, but Peter Vincent's character is a priest rather than a... Uh, which is essentially just sending him back to where he came from, I suppose, because <laughs> that's the sort of role that it would be. Yeah. Um, but it does also have a number of uh, Bollywood musical numbers in it, so... That sounds I think, interesting. I, I think I'll, to be honest, I think I'll give it a pass. But yeah, um, actually, you saying that it reminds me. We watched a film with Drew one night round at his Disturbia. Yes, that's very yeah. Which is basically exactly the same story, shot for shot, but it's a serial killer instead of a vampire. Yeah, but that was good. and in a weird way that I think was just because at that by that point the serial killer was the main monster because hmm. vampires had got off and become romantic. Yeah. Yeah, their, their long hair was flowing and they were miserable <laughs> about flopping around the yeah place. listening to the smiths <laughs> don't knock the smiths we've been through this alright listening to Morrissey's solo work don't <laughs> knock Morrissey's solo work I'm really feeling it I am Morrissey but yeah so Chris did you what did you think of this movie as your final I think <clears throat> This was a very good and classic 1980s vampire horror slash comedy. Yes. Because you said, didn't you, other Chris, yeah. uh, coming in, uh, going in, you said you thought this was a horror comedy. Like, it's got to be. And it's yeah. got comedy, I, but it's definitely more aimed at a horror audience. Yeah, it's not, it's not a horror comedy. It's, uh, for me, it's more And it's like, definitely yeah. not a spoof. It's, no, it's, it's comedy not. within a horror. Like American Werewolf or something. So it's, it's another one of those that I couldn't imagine being scared of it ever watching it. So that's why it seemed way more like entertainment than mm. anything scary, even at the time. Yeah, I'm not I sure. If I, if I was six I years I... old, which I would have been when it came out, yeah, I might have had a few. I'm jokes. pretty sure it was yeah, aimed at um, yeah. a bit older than six. Seven. Um. Just looking at IMDb, it just reminded me. Yeah, so the only good thing about the second movie is John Grease is in it, um, nice. who is the werewolf in the Monster Squad. Yes, and also plays the crazy uncle in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, I reckon what I could throw this name? football over that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he had his own um, Adult Swim series as well, where he was playing this mad scientist, and it was all really psychedelic. It was some sort of machine. I think he wrote it or directed oh, right. oh, yeah. it. And um, yeah, there was they were in like a room, and it, and um, it was like mad scientists, and there was some either virtual reality or something. It was very psychedelic. Hmm. It was just basically psychosibbing everywhere. It was just like it was like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what the purpose of the series was, but yeah, it was, <laughs> he was involved in it. He made it. I think I'm going to have to look that up then. Um, excellent. Right. So, um, thank you very much for joining us, Chris. You're welcome. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, we shall have to have you back again soon. Are you coming back for the remake? Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you're available. If you have me, yeah, if you yeah. have me, yeah. Excellent. Right. We shall see you for the remake then. Um, yeah, it would be nice to get both of can you. I d- can right? I just say, I was going to make a joke about, oh, this film was great, but there wasn't enough thermonuclear war in it. But then when uh, the vampire dies at the end, there's thermonuclear arm again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that, that last bit of sunlight kicks off big time. <laughs> Excellent. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, don't forget to send us your questions at hashtag AskWelcomeToHorror. 
Don't forget to listen to Not For Everyone podcast and the Oblong Babysitter. Indeed. Uh, and we shall see you all in a fortnight's time for our special 50th episode. Yay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I've been holding that in for a while now. Don't Keep that. that up. <laughs> I apologise for that. Keep that. That's real cool.